the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. All right, so let's play political analyst, okay? Oh, by the way, I just about barfed last night when uh, Lucinda Lake was on uh, Brett Baer's special report. How many of you saw that with Kellyanne Conway? Kellyanne showed remarkable restraint. Uh, As Lucinda Lake was prattling on, she's a Democratic strategist, prattling on about how excited the Democrats are to run Joe Biden because the economy is booming. And wages are up and everybody in the Democratic Party is all in on Joe Biden, except like 60 percent of them don't want him to run again. Don't let the facts get in the way of a good narrative, Lucinda. But let's play political analyst, shall we? And let's grade Donald Trump's performance last night on Tucker. The key for Trump, do I believe he can win again? Sure. He's running against Joe Biden. Who is maybe not as unlikable as Hillary Clinton, but having had the presidency for the past few years, and he will have it for four if he manages to not die or fall over and have to leave office for medical or cognitive reasons by November of 2024, we'll have four years to grade Joe Biden on his presidency. And the grading doesn't look promising, does it? No, it doesn't. Despite what Lucinda Lake tells you. So I think Donald Trump can beat Joe Biden, but here's how Donald Trump can't beat Joe Biden talking about Donald Trump and what's been done to Donald Trump and what is being aimed at Donald Trump. That is not how Donald Trump can win because to win, it stands to reason, you're going to have to win some states you didn't win the last time, right? In 2016, Donald Trump won Wisconsin, Arizona, Georgia, Michigan, and I'm not positive, but I think he won Pennsylvania too. Maybe not, maybe not Pennsylvania. But in today's world, and that's the one we have to live in, when we get to 2024, the governor of Arizona is a Democrat, the governor of Wisconsin is a Democrat, the governor of Michigan is a Democrat, the governor of Pennsylvania is a Democrat, the governor of Georgia is a Republican, a very popular Republican. The problem is Donald Trump has ripped Brian Kemp anytime he got a chance to do it. Okay? So I don't know how heavy... Kemp is going to move heaven and earth for Donald Trump. He probably will. He's a good soldier. He's a Republican. He might even have aspirations to be president someday. But Donald Trump has to make 2024 about the job performance of Joe Biden. And he has to also be able to clearly, concisely, keyword, concisely and convincingly point out that the reason you need to vote for me is because what they're doing to me, they would love to do to you, Mr. and Mrs. Conservative, Mr. and Mrs. I don't believe a man can be a woman just by saying so. Mr. and Mrs. I don't want graphically pornographic books in my kids' public school. Donald Trump has to 
point out that if they're doing this to me, you think they're going to leave you alone between 2024 and 2028 if they get returned to power in Washington? And they have, through the power at the very least of executive orders, the chance to force-feed you policies that you object to. Already Joe Biden is telling everybody that you're not going to have access to federal funds as a government school if you don't let biological men play women's sports. He's already unconstitutionally tried to forgive student loans. He's already unconstitutionally clamped down a vax mandate. He's already unconstitutionally instituted a rent moratorium. He is, Joe Biden, a lawless president. And what they're doing to Donald Trump is lawless. It has no respect for the Constitution. Oh, and by the way, speaking of the Constitution, if you are thinking that your firewall against the Constitution being obliterated by Democrats is a Supreme Court with a conservative majority, I'm here to inform you that Clarence Thomas today is 74 years old. And Samuel Alito today is 73 years old. Do you think both of them are still going to be alive, kicking, and legislating? Or not legislating, but ruling. If they were Democrats, they'd be legislating from the bench. But ruling from the bench. Do you automatically, without any fear at all, know they're still going to be in the Supreme on the Supreme Court by 2028? Hmm. I'm not absolutely positively certain of that. People do die in their 80s, you know. So that's why Donald Trump has to be concise. That's why he has to be clear. That's why he has to be convincing. So here's how his interview began last night with Tucker Carlson. And you tell me if he's clear, concise, and convincing. Mr. President, thank you for having us. Thank you. Last week you were in New York for this arraignment. The world watched it. You've not given an interview since. You were there, I think, 57 minutes Tell us from your perspective what that was like. Well, it was a horrible thing because I did nothing wrong. Absolutely nothing wrong. You look at even the pundits and the legal analysis, Greg Jarrett, all of these really talented people, they're saying he didn't do anything wrong. So that's number one. Number two, they were incredible. When I went to the courthouse, which is also a prison in a sense, uh, they signed me in. And I'll tell you, people were crying, people that worked there professionally work there, that have no problems putting in murderers, and they see everybody. It's tough, tough place. And they were crying. They were actually crying. They said, I'm sorry. Okay, we're getting a little color commentary here. Are we getting clear, concise, and Tucker, this is dangerous because if they're willing to do this to me, they're going to do it to you. Are we getting that? I'm drumming my fingers on the table waiting for that. We've been going at this now for 51 seconds. Let's be getting to the point. Let's be making a point. Uh, They'd say 2024, sir, 2024. And tears are pouring down. There is. I've never seen anything like that. Those people are phenomenal. Those are your police. Yep. Those are the people that work at the courthouse. They're unbelievable people. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with extolling the police. Nothing wrong with extolling the people at the courthouse. There is something wrong with saying, oh, they had tears in their eyes. Because you know what? I fully expect today somebody's going to go to the Manhattan courthouse and they're going to find a person there and they're going to say, I wasn't crying. I don't know what he's talking about. They're going to fact check him. 
We're at a minute seven. We need to be making a point. People's attention span, short. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. You got a powerful point to make. Are you going to make it? Uh, Many of them were in tears or close to it. Uh, Many apologists were sorry, sir. We're sorry. They had to have me do certain things. They said, sir, I can't believe I have to ask you. I can't even believe that I have to ask you to do it. You could see. So in one sense, it was beautiful because they get it. Uh, in another sense, you know, it's nasty. I went to the Wharton School of Finance. They didn't teach me about that. Okay, now we're into nobody gives a rip, okay? Nobody gives a rip. I don't care that you went to the Wharton School of Finance. What does the Wharton School of Finance have to do with this? He has to be able to clearly, convincingly, quickly communicate why you need to vote for me. This is happening on Joe Biden's watch. Rent moratorium, vaccine mandate, student loan forgiveness, now coming after me for something that everybody says is not illegal. Might be a little ethically questionable, not illegal. I'm fine here if he wants to go into the targeting of pro-life people. I'm fine if he wants to go in here to the fact that they haven't prosecuted anybody from vandalizing an, a, a Planned Parenthood or a, a, a pro-life center. I'm fine if he wants to go into, and they made no effort to find the Supreme Court leaker, but he doesn't. That wasn't like in the, the arraignment no, part. They, that wasn't, that wasn't, we didn't have a class on arraignment. And, uh, you know, it's, it was a sad day in many ways. And in many days, ways, it was a beautiful day because the people understand. I didn't know this was happening, but the poll numbers have gone through the roof. Okay. We've gone a minute and 52 seconds. Have we made a cogent point? No, we haven't. Have we rambled? Yes. Now we're into the poll numbers. Are we talking about the people, the voters, the danger to the American electorate in the future with Democrats back in the White House? No, we aren't. We're talking about Donald Trump. We'll continue with his answer next. All right, so Donald Trump last night on Tucker. I wonder if Hannity's jealous that Donald Trump decided to go on Tucker last night. And I was on the Mike Gallagher show this morning, and Mike is uh, pretty heavily invested in Donald Trump. He was saying today, uh, what's wrong with a Donald Trump, Ron DeSantis ticket? Uh, Well, I'll tell you what's wrong with a Donald Trump, Ron DeSantis ticket is Ron DeSantis wouldn't come within a million miles of being Donald Trump's vice president. Why would he? Why would he? Who's at the end of their political career or nearing it? Donald Trump, right? If Donald Trump doesn't win or wins, even either way, Donald Trump's political career is over. Let's hope not until 2028. (laughs) I'd be fine with him as a second term as president, but he can only be president one more term. Ron DeSantis has lots of years left. I mean, by today's political clock, where you can be comatose in the White House, Oval Office, and uh, never do a press conference. I mean, Ron DeSantis has three decades left to be a politician. So, no, I don't think Ron DeSantis wants to tie his political future to an election with Donald Trump, which nobody ever asked the question. If Donald Trump's running for president, who's his vice president? Tim Scott going on that ticket? No chance. Same reason as DeSantis. Tom Cotton going on that ticket? Nope. Nope. Nikki Haley? Eh, 
maybe. I don't think it'd be the smartest thing she's ever done, but maybe. I said, I think a year ago, I heard a podcast with Christy Nome, the South Dakota governor. I thought Christy Nome was, at that point in time, angling to be Trump's vice president. Maybe Christy Nome might be Carrie Lake, could be Marjorie Taylor Greene. I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of people out there clamoring to be Donald Trump's running mate in 2024. That's a problematic part of running Trump for president in 2024. But I was willing to listen last night. Trump was on with Tucker, and I wanted to hear Donald Trump be disciplined, be targeted, be tactical. They're doing awful things to Trump. They have weaponized the justice system against Trump. They've weaponized it against pro-life advocates. They've weaponized it against anybody that traffics in hate speech, which, of course, is just speech they hate. So if you say, no, men can't get pregnant, uh, they can't menstruate, they shouldn't be playing women's sports, well... Someday, after they finish with Trump, that could turn their attention to you. That's the case Donald Trump needs to make for why it's essential that he be president. That's the case he's got to make. It can't be. Look at these horrible, awful, terrible, very bad things they're doing to me. We know that. Republican voters don't need to be convinced of that. Independent voters need to be convinced that Donald Trump has their back and that Donald Trump deserves their vote so that what is happening to Donald Trump does not happen to them. That is Trump's path to the White House. There is no other path. He has to win independence to his side. He has to. He has lots of reasons for them to come to his side. He has a crummy economy. He has a crummy southern border. He has a brain-dead, mush brain president who yesterday in Ireland said this. As a matter of fact, as you walk into my office in the in the Oval Office in the United States Capitol, guess what? You know who founded and designed and built the White House? An Irishman. An Irish no, not not a joke. Not a joke. I don't know who designed and built the White House, but I know the Oval Office is not in the US Capitol. Okay, so that's the guy Donald Trump could be running against. It isn't hard to sound clear, concise and convincing against that oatmeal brain excuse for a human being. But I don't think that's what I heard last night out of Donald Trump. I've already played the first two minutes of his answer to Tucker Carlson. His opening answer to Tucker Carlson took seven minutes And 55 seconds. I wish, I wish I was interesting enough that I could captivate you for 7 minutes and 55 seconds. No one can be that interesting for 7 minutes and 55 seconds. You got to let Tucker in, man. You got to make your point clearly, concisely, quickly, convincingly. So Trump went into... People in the DA's office were crying. They were sorry. They're this. They were that. We got great police. Okay, fantastic. What they're doing to me, blah, blah, blah. When are we getting to the voters? When are we getting to applying what's happening to you to the voters? Here we go. Here we go. We're a minute 52 in. The answer continues. The people get it. And the other ones are hoaxes also. You know, the box hoax. Look at Biden. He's got 1,850 boxes. And, you know, that's a hoax. And then. Does anybody know what he's talking about with the box hoax? Box hoax. It took me a while to figure it out. He's talking about the number of boxes taken from 
Joe Biden's garage. You can't leave voters con- confused. You can't say something and have them go, what? What's he talking Box hose. The one in Atlanta where I had a perfect phone call. This is all weaponization. They're weaponizing our justice system, Tucker. Yes. Here we are, two minutes and eight seconds in. We're finally getting to the point. We're weaponizing our justice system. But does he bring it to the American voter? Does he bring it right to your doorstep and tell you, hey, if they're doing it to me, they're going to do it to you? And they think if they go and give you a subpoena, you know, I guess I'm very well known and people understand it and they get it and maybe I have a bigger platform so I can explain it. Yeah. Yeah. You do have a bigger platform so you can explain it. Are you explaining it? No. No, you're not. You're not explaining how it's relevant to the American voter, to the independent voter. Please explain it. But if you're somebody, a Republican, let's say, running for office and you get a subpoena, you might as well resign because you're not going to be able to survive it. And the voters aren't going to handle it. The voters aren't going to take it. What they're doing is weaponizing the system, and there's never been anything like it. And it's all disinformation. You see, the other day, uh, Afghanistan, one of the worst. Right up to the edge of it. Right up to the edge of it. They're weaponizing it. He talked about the impact on politicians. Did he bring it down to Mr. and Mrs. America? Did he bring it down to Main Street? No, he didn't. He didn't. And he has to be able to do that. And he has to do it over and over and over again. He has to make what's happening to him relevant to people. Because here's the truth. Here's the truth. You look at approval ratings, and I get giddy every time I look at Biden's approval rating and his unfavorable rating. Biden's unfavorable rating is 52.4%. Yay! More than half of America has an unfavorable view of Joe Biden. That's from Real Clear Politics. They aggregate all the pools. Yay! Bruce is happy. Joe Biden's unfavorable rating is 52.4%. And then I drop down. And then I drop down. What is Donald Trump's unfavorable rating? Oh, look at that. It's 55.8%. It's higher than Joe Biden's. What's the gap between Joe Biden's favorable rating and his unfavorable rating? 10 points. 10 points. 10 points more. There's a 10-point gap between those who view him favorably and those who view him unfavorably. What's the favorable favorability gap for Donald Trump? 17 points. 17 points. My hesitance to embrace Donald Trump as a candidate is not that I'm an anti-Trumper. I will give you my three-word explanation for why I don't gush praise for Donald Trump. You ready? Three words. I wanna win. Yes, I know wanna's not a word. It's want to. So if you want to say four words, fine. I wanna win. We gotta win. And I'm going to ride the horse that I think can win. I don't bet on the horse that I want to lose or think will lose. I bet on the horse that's going to win. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.